pitcher. Like, let's be real. Like, you know, I, I do think I, I have Walter Johnson ahead of him comfortably, though. I didn't have anybody in the dead ball era ahead of him. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's, I mean, those guys, I know Walter Johnson allegedly threw 95 to 100. Um, most of those guys were throwing 80, you know? So it's like, and that's the thing about Nolan Ryan, too, is that, you know, a guy was throwing 102 his rookie year. And then when he retired at the age of 45, he was still throwing 102. I mean, that's impressive. You know, Maddox went, you know, from 98 as a rookie to like 95 in his peak down to like 86 when like the end of his career. You know? Yeah, it was arguably better when he was throwing 86, though. Well, I don't think even close to better than when he was throwing 95. <laughs> I mean, he was just, I mean, he's the ultimate cerebral pitcher, in my opinion. The guy was just a genius. Over like Jamie Moyer? Yeah. I mean, Greg Maddox just knew. I mean, I think he invented, like, you know, like painting corners, essentially. I mean, he didn't invent it, but he made it, like, cool. Right. Anyways, hey, guys, joining us, we're talking about pitchers and Nolan Ryan. Uh, I know we have kind of our soft open here. Uh, basically, just wanted to uh, say, how's it going? We're going to get the video going here in just a second. If you notice, I'm up in my attic today, which means that we're probably going to have some skippiness during the show. Bear with us. Uh, feel free to comment. We love the comments. Uh, we're going to need them today. We don't have a ton of news to go through, so hit us up with the comments uh, and enjoy the video. Jordan. going on everybody welcome to infinity sports i'm wayne g joined as always by sully what's going on yo how's it going folks let's go raise baby that's right we're going to talk about some world series here when we get into things uh just wanted to welcome everybody obviously if you're watching us on facebook live then you're watching us on the uh, infinity sports page the rtf sports page the all access sports page um what, the, what is uh, that yeah, no, we got to start calling it by the right name. Uh, apparently, there was a meeting, and uh, it, it's not great calling it the All ACCS Network. All ACCS Network? Oh. <laughs> it, it didn't go over great. Um, Throws me off every time I see it. Yeah, uh, but it's. Uh, I thought it was funny, but you know, like most things that you think it are dies funny, yeah. yeah, that we think are funny or not funny. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Uh, again, you can, if you miss any part of the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. You can listen to us there. You can go to YouTube and find the show and watch the video, unless it's last week's show when we got booted for copyright infringement. <laughs> a 30-second yeah, clip of the office. Now. Twice now, man. They catch us quick, too. They're, Facebook is good. They're good. Oh, they're right on it. They have a sort of algorithm. like five minutes, man. It's nuts. They shut that shit down real quick. Uh, you can find us on social media at Infinity Sports Podcast, at Infinity Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, as well as at Sports Infinity 5 on Twitter. www.infinitysportspodcast.com is our website. We have blogs there. We also have links to all of the social media, and we have a store where you can find great merchandise, Infinity Sports. I just changed the logo a little bit. I don't know if you saw that with my uh, profile picture, but I changed the logo a tiny bit. Uh, to make it a little bit cleaner for merchandise like T-shirts and stuff, because that brown and gold kind of gets all mixed up. I can't tell. Okay. Did you? No, make it's it not in this one. Oh, it's okay. on my profile picture. Oh, I feel you, dog. Um, and uh, so that's pretty much our intro. Oh, we got some comments already. Thank goodness, because like I said, we got some time to kill today. Triple Shot Sports says Nolan Ryan was better than a lot of pitchers all time, but there are at least fifteen ahead of him. So we're going to talk about it. And you're going to lose that one, too. Just yeah, I, again, I, 15 is, is difficult. I, I really have to look down. I, I look at it and like by like piece by piece. I think I'd have him in my top 15, um, but I, I firmly don't think I'd have him in my top 10. So, And then Ray's in seven, so he's... I actually, I mean, I got to agree. I think it's going to be Ray's in six, but 
Um, I mean, obviously, it, it could very easily go seven. I think we're going to go deeper into it later on in the show. But yeah, I mean, even though it's my hometown team, you know, I think I think we're we're really set up to win this series. So I had mentioned earlier, you know, that usually every show I say, "Hey, we got a great show. We got all these big things lined up," and and this. Today's show, we actually were kind of talking about being a little bit more looser and relaxed. And so for that reason, I had very, very little prep into this show. And uh, hopefully you guys will be entertained anyways. Uh, Triple Shot Sports does say again, Rays are so deep for pitching. All right, fuck it. Let's just do it. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about the World Series right now. Um, Yeah, I got the Rays in six, and I think that's where it comes into play. I think our bullpen and overall our – hey, look at that. We do have graphics. And overall, our starting pitching, Morton Snell Glasnow is a really tough one, two, three to, to crack. Um, and I think they're going to be the difference along with the bullpen. Fairbanks is, is obviously doing well. My issue is our offense has went really stagnant um, in the in this championship series. And uh, Randy was essentially our entire offense. Outside of him, we hit 183 um, So as a ball club. So, I mean, we can't do that again, obviously. But I, I don't know. I think we got a shot. I know you don't watch much baseball, but what do you got? Well, I just go by the box score, you know. And uh, so when <laughs> I was writing down my stats, go out over basically the Dodgers, uh, you know, lineup is just a nightmare to, to pitch to, no matter how deep your pitching is. I mean, I was looking at last series, Jock Peterson hit, you know, 389. He hit 400 in the divisional series, so he's on fire. I know Randy is too, and I have a little side note with him. Uh, Corey Seager hit 310 with five home runs last series. He hit 364 the series before that. I mean, they're just hitting on all cylinders. Mookie Betts hasn't really done much, but he can. So he's another guy you don't want to pitch to, you know. And so it's just, they just have their lineup is so scary. I, I don't know. I agree. Uh, I do think their lineup is is insanely difficult. Uh, again, I think our pitching staff is just really that good. Uh, if we get into the sixth, uh, you know, it's it's pretty much shut down after that. Uh, there are a lot of guys who can eat up a lot of innings and, and do do a lot of damage. Um, the I think no days it. off is where Dodgers gain on them. If it were a normal series, I'd have the Rays in five. Yeah, I, I mean, that's true. Obviously, if we got to go deep into a game, you know, the Dodgers are, are going to gain because – you know, this no days off is a whole new thing. It's it's weird. I love it as a fan because you get to see baseball every freaking day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to be here. Uh, I can't imagine winning it right now. I'm, I'm so excited. If, if the Lightning and the Rays win, whew, your boy might just do something crazy. Yeah, I'd love to see the, the craziness. Uh, speaking of uh, Randy, I was trying to look up who he is. I'm like, who is this guy? Because he's tearing up all postseason. And I guess he's a yeah, he's a Cuban defector. Uh, went to Mexico, uh, signed with the Cardinals for like 1.3 million or something like that. Uh, the Rays traded their top piss- pitching prospect for him because they really liked the guy. Um, but yeah, I was looking at it. I was like, man, I was like, never heard of him. And then even during the season, because I was like, oh, he only played 23 games this season. He still hit you know seven home runs in 23 games. You know, hit 281. So I was like, wow, who, where does this guy come from? Was he a top draft pick? And I was one of those Cuban guys um, who turned out better than Bruzne Castillo. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's been a godsend for us in our lineup. Everything rushes the baseball. Brandon like he is, um, it's really good that, that he's in there and, and picking up the slack. Uh, hey, look at you skipping for the first time. Oh, nice. uh, it's it's really nice to to have him in there. Yeah, picking up the slack and just crushing the baseball. Essentially, uh, he's he's pretty much our entire offense. Uh, Manuel Margot is is putting a lot on his shoulders too. But I mean, honestly, our defense is no laughing matter either. Obviously, um, but either is the Dodgers. I mean, this is going to be a great series. We were the two best teams in baseball. It's the highest combined winning percentage in a World Series ever. All right. I think, so should, that's yeah, I, think should, I guess you know it should be a good one. Uh, obviously, they both went seven games. Were, were you sweating at all? Did you think Houston was going to pull it out there? That Fuck game yeah, time? I was sweating. You don't go up three nil, then lose three games, and your your butthole is it, it? It was. I mean, just tight in game seven. I was working too. Thankfully, my my manager with me was cool enough to like you know cover while I was watching, 
And man, I was so nervous. I, I couldn't like, I legit, my heart was beating out of my chest. I must've gained four years for sure. Uh, Triple shot sports says Zanino is underrated as a catcher. I agree. I, I mean, he's again, he's another guy with timely hitting. That's, that's kind of our routine this year has just been timely hitting, especially this last series. Uh, and, and I mean, he plays great defense. You know, it's just, it's, he's a Ray ball player. I mean, it's tough to see this, you know, last, I think, but we need one more series. We need one more series, guys. Like, uh, see how it goes I, I definitely uh i would if i was betting i'd probably bet in the dodgers i just like I said, that lineup's just tough i don't love their pitching i think the rays have better pitching but just that lineup from top to bottom is just insanity it is it's really scary uh it's really scary we're gonna have to keep all games under five to win so now the next bit of news we have and we're kind of teasing this because we were talking about doing it Wednesday, but since I have the graphics, one of only two graphics that I have for the show, um, we were talking about doing a six degrees of Shaq, and uh, what I tried to do is I tried to get images here of six of them and six Shaqs and six different jerseys that he played in. I like and I know like I'm a huge six degrees of Kevin Bacon fan, mm-hmm. and I actually mentioned something to the effect of, like, I can do anybody in three. Like, forget six. I do anybody in three uh, yes. with Kevin Bacon. With Shaq, I understand we're talking about like teammates, right? So, I mean, give me an example of what just like an example of what you were thinking. If you throw out a name, okay. So, I mean, I didn't, I haven't even thought, but let me think of like a name. Because um, for me, I think an easy so like, one. That, so, like Carl Malone. They played on the same team in two thousand four. Did they? Yeah, that oh, two thousand four team lost the team. All right, I didn't think he was on that team. Might be done. Might be done. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I'd have to sit down and think. But, yes, something into the effect that they had to play as teammates, then that teammate had to play as a teammate with somebody else. So I was going to give you an easy one and say Michael Jordan. Um, That's an easy one? All right. Yeah. So I got to get to Scotty, who's on the Blazers. Or I got to get – oh, Horace Grant. There you go. What, what teams? Uh, Miami. No, Jesus Christ. I Maybe mean, not Miami, Orlando. Jesus. I'm, go, yeah. so, I'm literally looking straight at the jersey on the left and saying the words <laughs> Miami. I'm looking at the Orlando jersey and saying Miami. Uh, yeah, Orlando uh, and then Chicago. Yes, but yes. Okay. Exactly. And then... Well, Horace Grant Horace Horace played Grant. in Los Angeles, too. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Um, but yes, I, I mean, something... Yes, to that effect. I mean, you get what I'm saying. I mean, everybody yeah. knows what six degrees of Shaq means. Um, but yes, you go much. De- uh, hopefully, we can get it. Like we can go much deeper. Um, so you feel now how I felt in 2016. So I'm guessing yeah, you have the Cubs. Yeah, I can feel like you felt at the end of that series too, man. So I, I mean, I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm wishing and I'm Jesus. It's, I, I mean, I can't. Oof. I can't really express how I feel. I truly can't. Now, uh, little basketball news. We're just Ooh, talking real about quick. Shot. Happy birthday to my dad, by the way. Oh, happy birthday, uh, Mr. S. Dave. Dave. Okay, just goes by Dave. I mean, yeah, I've never heard anybody call him Mr. Sullivan. I mean, I have, but, you know, he's Dave. Have he's you a, ever been called a, Mr. He's a Sullivan? hard Dave. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't like it. Mr. Sullivan is when you're in trouble. No, so my first time ever being called Mr. Gregoire was um, when I worked at Shaw's, and they would page the managers over the, the loudspeaker, and if you were a manager, you got Mr. And so I was the manager, I was a grocery manager, and they'd be like, Mr. Gregoire, you have a call on and whatever. I'm like, man, just say Wayne. Just say, it's fine. I understand. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to... <laughs> Can you just say Wayne? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, honestly, I go by Sully pretty much everywhere. So you don't like Mr. Sully. So it's really just, hey, Sully. And it's very informal. But yeah, I mean, even as like, you know, I'm a manager at my current job and it's Sully, you know, everywhere. So I will say a little bit of movie thing. I'll throw some movie stuff in there every episode, but movie thing, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Love it. Great movie. Um, the kid I've seen it, I couldn't remember a scene in my life, but I, re- I know I've seen it. But There's so many great scenes in that. Um, but the kid uh, in the class that gets in trouble is Mr. Sullivan. So he's like, Mr. Sullivan, principal's office. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that's when I think of Mr. Sullivan, I think of sitting in the principal's office and being yelled at. Uh, a couple more comments here. Let's see. Uh, will you cry like I did? Is Triple Shot Sports asked if you'll cry. When Tampa Bay wins, I don't think so because it hasn't been since night. I mean, the the Cubs didn't go to the World Series. No, I don't really? Cry. I don't cry. 
Yeah. Um, he said, I sobbed like a child. Yeah, just, I mean, I cried when we just made it this last time. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, just love the team. I really do. You know, it's it's just my hometown team. You know, 98, I was 11. You know what I mean? So I that's like the heart of when you're playing baseball. That's the heart of when I was playing baseball. You know, me and my dad would go to games. It's just the, you know, how can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah. The uh, uh, last time I can remember actually crying over a professional sport, I was... 12-ish, 12, 13 years old and uh, I was a Dallas Cowboys fan growing up and the Cowboys were in the the NFC Championship against the 49ers and it was 21-0 in the first quarter, 49ers (laughs) and uh, I got got home from something and I was like, right, I gotta turn the game on and my grandfather goes, oh, it's already 21-0 I thought he was joking, I was like, no, it's not and it was, and I just, I started bawling That's awesome. How do you remember that? I don't remember anything I did when I was 12. I lied. I mean, I remember some things, but that's wild. I have a great memory. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm a crier, you know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> some basketball news. We talked about Shaq. Uh, Tyron Lue supposedly I guess is going to be the head coach of the Clippers. Yeah. And we talked about Doc Rivers being basically not an upgrade going to Philadelphia, but being kind of like the same grade. And Tyron Lue, I think, is actually a downgrade from Doc Rivers. I would call it, honestly, maybe. I'd honestly say it's kind of the same level as well. I I definitely don't think it's an upgrade. Um, We'll see. You know, I'm not sure how he's going to fit. You know, Kawhi's a weird guy. You kind of got to figure out Kawhi to to make anything happen. And hopefully Tyron Lue can do that. Um, We'll see. You know, he, he, he was a decent coach so i think he can make things happen i don't know if he's an elite coach i don't i wouldn't call them that by any means but i don't really know if it makes a difference in the west i don't think it does especially that, that's my next question is what do you think the lakers are going to do is all speculation like chris paul um you know the talk the clippers are going to trade paul george because that was a you know mistake supposedly um so all this stuff's gonna happen i, I actually like the idea of chris paul to the lakers i, I think that's a, a great fit with that team i mean it's a match made in heaven if that happens um i don't know how they afford the three kind of max player deals though i guess you can have three maxes now though um but didn't i don't know uh um anthony davis opted out of his player option and then accepted a different deal or something i don't know but i don't know if that was for less money or more money if it was for less money then it may set up some free agent moves i'm not sure um i did see a rumor the other day on twitter uh Russell Westbrook, um, uh, damn, they posted it in the uh, FBAS feed. It was a Russell Westbrook-involved trade, Eric Gordon, and somebody else for Joel Embiid to the Rockets. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. See, I actually like the idea of Embiid playing with Westbrook. See, I don't know. I like it with Harden more. Yeah, all right. So it's Russell Westbrook, Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and and draft picks. To get Joel Embiid. Yeah, I don't know, because uh, now you're getting two guards. Your your, your backcourt in Philadelphia can't shoot threes. You know, um, they're wildly athletic, you know, but it, it just doesn't seem to be a fit. I like the idea of Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid as teammates more than Harden and Embiid, even though Harden's the much better player. Because I think Westbrook, we can agree, its effort is never in question, and I would hope that some of that would rub off on you know Embiid. Ugh, it probably wouldn't. Um, uh, I just can't. I just think. Ben wow, Grant. he's How literally he's a about to play Westbrook even as a facilitator. Well, thanks for joining the show, Ben. I'm glad you're checking it out. Uh, ben actually has on his show. Um, he does a show called Ad Hominem, and so I encourage people to pick that up because I talked with him about several uh, political issues, and it's always a uh, great to talk with Ben because he's a very like myself, very kind of open-minded, like you know, level guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with him. I think Harden's a much better facilitator, and that's where I think him and uh, uh, Joel Embiid would fit, I think, much better. I I just think they would work with each other more a little, like, off the ball a little better than I think Russell Westbrook would. I don't think Russell Westbrook offers anything, you know, as an outside game. You know, he just doesn't. So, No, that's true. I mean, he shoots, like, 27% from three. 
and I guess it depends really on how badly you want Embiid, because like we talked about, you know, if he's going to play forty-four games, then you know, what's the point? Yeah, then what's what's his worth really is, you know? Because Russ is going to give you eighty games. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right, so those are the two big basketball news. Like I said, the the Lakers we talked about. Uh, do you think Paul George gets traded? I don't. I don't. I just don't see why they would move on him that fast. I don't see the point. Um, and then what are you really going to get for him? He's never been as low. Like, his stock's never been lower. So, like, really, what are you going to, like, I mean, what well, are you That's unfortunate because, to me, Paul George is a great defensive player, a good perimeter defender, and he can score. We've seen him average 25 points per game. So, and he actually had a good regular season. He just had a bad bubble, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of sucks because – I wouldn't trade him because I think that he is a perfect fit for uh, you know Kawhi Leonard. The two of them on the perimeter are just great defensive players. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd, I'd keep it together and I'd just try to you know improve the the uh, you know the third player scoring or things like that. Um, you know, again, what are you going to get for him that's going to be any better? I, I think I love Paul George. I love his fit. Um, I, I, you know, this is turning into more of a perimeter game. So having two elite perimeter defenders is, you know, a luxury right now. And and I'm not, I'm gonna say this. I don't love Kawhi Leonard, and, and I think he's, I think he's a great player. I'm not saying I don't think he's good. I don't like anybody that can't play for Greg Popovich. If you can't play for Pop, then I wouldn't watch out my team. I mean, he could. He didn't like the way. I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the medical staff, and didn't like the way he, the medical staff was being handled. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And so, and like he got like lied to about an injury, so he was like, "I'm just not playing for this franchise anymore." I don't think it had anything to do with playing for Pop, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Triple Shot Sports says, "I mean, he was battling depression in the bubble, so I think it's hard to move on." him because of that i was move on from him see i didn't know that i i I hadn't heard that yet um you know that could very well be true you know a lot of people didn't deal well with being in a bubble i don't you know i i can't attest to that i loved the bubble (laughs) i love being you know inside i'm a homebody anyway so but you know he could have been battling demons and who knows now i'm not sure how depression really affects you as an athlete, uh, oh, I'm back. I see. I saw a little dial there. Yeah. All right, you're back. Uh, can you, hear me, you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're. I was back. saying I don't know how depression really affect. I don't know how depression really affects you in the bubble. I'd have to ask Skip Bayless. You know how uh, athletes deal with the depression. Ah, dick. And, <laughs> uh, so that kind of covers all of our uh, sports before we get to football. Now, I know you guys are used to seeing the football helmet graphics at the bottom of the screen. Didn't really have time to do that this weekend. I was busy building a retaining wall in my driveway, uh, which I would have much rather been doing the helmets. Uh, Sounds exciting. It came out great, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you would think I was a mason because it came out fantastic. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what aren't you good but, at? Uh, football. <laughs> Um, let's see. Uh, so I, I started off with some of the scores. I was writing them down. Uh, the first one I have Titans and the Texans. I just went in order of whatever NFL.com had it written down. Titans and the Texans, 42-36 Titans. They... What's that? Yeah. What was the record for uh, last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I it here. The past, I think I have it right here. What the shit, Wayne? Oh, chill this shit out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> banging stuff around. Uh, that's not it either. You know what? Uh, I will. We'll get back, back to that. Later. Yeah, I guess Wednesday we'll talk about that. Yeah. I did write it down though, and I, I want to say that you were um, better. Uh, what's that? Yeah, you you beat me. I mean, um, over under. I think we tied again um, over yeah. the close, but I think that the, the, against the spread, you did way better than me. Yeah, no, I remember, and you said that you were going to be like, man, we're opposite on a lot of games. One of us is going to be bad or really good, and I remember I hit a lot of my games, so I was like, damn, Wayne is not going to be happy with his picks this week. Brandon says, how's my insane 11-5 and five beers pick looking? <laughs> I mean, I still don't think you're going to finish 11-5. and five. Yeah, I mean, they're 5-1, and so, one, right? I do, th- I will say I think you're a better... I do, yeah, but I do think you're a better team than I initially gave you credit for. I think I said you guys were going to finish seven and nine. 
I think. I, I'd have to go back and look. So, I mean, you're obviously going to do better than that, but I don't think much better, truthfully. I think 9 and 7, 8 and 8 is kind of going to where you finish. But I think I had them 3 and 13. <laughs> yeah, you had them very bad. You had the. I'm, I'm pretty sure you had the Vikings as the opposite, right? You had the Vikings at like 11 and 5 uh, or something, really. Like Green Bay. I had Green Bay winning the division, and then I can't remember. Yeah, the Vikings might have been 11 and 5 or something. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I had the Green Bay winning too. How's my Aaron Rodgers MVP pick looking? It was looking good till last week. Oh, he looked bad last game. Yeah, I mean this this week. Yeah, he looked bad against you know the best team in the NFC. Oh, okay. Well, um, listen, the Titans are five and zero. Obviously, uh, Derrick Henry, two hundred and twelve yards rushing, two touchdowns, just a, a monster. And you know what's funny is I, Derrick Henry coming into the NFL, I thought this guy's a monster, and then he didn't do much his rookie year. And I thought, oh, maybe he's just Trent Richardson. But nope, he's good. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people thought. And then it turned out, nope, he's pretty freaking amazing. Uh, the guy's incredibly good. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's crazy how he's so big, um, yet so strong, and yet still so fast. I mean, he broke a 94-yarder. You have to be really fast to do that and not get caught. Like, that's wild to me. I think my favorite is seeing all of the uh, the memes or whatnot of him throwing the defensive back from Buffalo. Uh, was it last uh, Josh year? Norman? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that was the best, dude. He ragdolled him. Legit ragdolled him. Made him look like a child. It was hilarious. Um, let's see. Triple Shot Sports, they'll be 6-1 and one after they beat the Rams on Monday. Possibly. Yeah, the Rams are weird because sometimes they look really good and sometimes they look like crap. So I don't depends what Rams team shows up. Um, yeah, I think the then, Rams team is one that might be able to cause some difficulty for you, but we'll see. Uh, Derek Henry throws defenders across the field. Yeah, we've seen it. He sure does. There we go. Ah, so it says he hit 21.9 miles per hour on that run and told a reporter that's too slow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he got that giddy up and, and being as big as he is and having speed like that is just a scary, scary combination. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is playing incredible ball, too. The guy had four touchdowns, 364 yards. I, I mean, let's be real. Oh, damn, you went froze, froze. All right, well, then I'm just going to write this out until Wayne comes back. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson had another great game. I mean, the guys just can't win a ball game. It's it's so unfair. Uh, I mean, he had over 300 yards and four touchdowns again. Uh, Bill O'Brien is just a, a killer. Uh, thankfully, he's, you know, you know, he's out of there, so so that's a good thing. But, but you know, he, he built a team that wasn't prepared to succeed for Deshaun Watson. So we'll see if he can come back. Um, all right, we got Wayne back. Yeah. Uh, you know, Will Fuller has been kind of a revelation. He's come back from the from the depths of nothingness to be a kind of an elite receiver at this point and, and the number one target for Deshaun Watson. So that's surprising to see. Um, yeah, I, I had Will Fuller here too. And that was pretty uh, much the end of that game. So, yeah, well, I have – no, I had Will Fuller. I was writing the stats down because I wanted to see where he stood as far as uh, the league-leading receivers, and he's not really – he's like 12th or 13th, which is still pretty good, but when I saw his stats, I, I was mean, like, oh, I wonder if he's a... – to, I mean, pretty, to be fair, I'm pretty sure he missed two games too, so like to be 12th or 13th and missing a game or two is, is really good, I think. Uh, next game we have is the Broncos and the Patriots. This was not uh, a pretty game to watch. Uh, Eighteen to twelve, and uh, I love when the Patriots all, lose. Yeah, six field goals uh, for the Broncos, and I mean the Patriots' defense looked okay. They just kept letting the Broncos march into field goal distance. They'd hold them at the goal line. That's what they do. Is in the red zone. The defense, the Patriots' defense in the red zone is just nuts. Um, yeah. But they give up all these field goals, and Cam Newton just can't do anything. And uh, I was so hoping to get another look at uh, my guys did him. I mean, you, you would have thought they'd have brought him in. I mean, Cam just didn't look good at all. I mean, he really just didn't. He looked slow as everything, not just slow athletically, like his reads were slow. And, I I mean, that could just be a side effect of, um, you know, the virus. 
you know, and the side effects of the virus, you know, maybe he, you know, was just, you know, still feeling the effects and whatnot. Maybe it's just missing all those practices. I don't know, but the team looked bad. It did. Well, the offense looked bad. And Triple Shot Sports says, I felt New England and Bill Belichick coach team would be the best equipped to handle a COVID delay. I mean, you can't practice, though. That's the problem. He's, yeah, you can't even reps. practice. He had three practices in 16 days. But, you know, it's it's just tough, really, to get anything done when, you know, you're not there having the reps, going through the game plan, things like that. Now, you think a guy with his ability and, and his veteran presence, he, he wouldn't need the practice, you would think, but apparently he does. Uh, Kenny Weaver jumps in and says, uh, sounds good, fellas. Uh, I don't know uh, if he means uh, hey, sarcastically. <laughs> nah, definitely not. Um, my man Kenny, that's Steelers. what's up. Appreciate you for watching, man. Uh, the Steelers obviously improved to five and zero. They show that the Browns are what we thought the Browns were before they went four and one. So, just pounded them. Yeah, I mean that defense is scary. Uh, they're really, really, really good. They're going to beat a lot of teams. I'm telling you, they're, they're going to be a, a really tough team to handle in, in a lot of situations. They can pass the ball. They can run the ball. James Conner had over 100 yards in the touchdown. Uh, Chase Claypool has emerged as a serious, legit threat across from Juju. Uh, if they ever get Deontay Johnson back healthy, um, they're, they're scary. Uh, bring up that comment. Um, they very well may be the best team in football. Uh, they're they're scary, scary, scary good. They are uh, good. I don't know if the best team in football, though. I just I, I like the defense a lot. I, I think that there are teams that I like better than uh, the Steelers. Um, Who? I, I don't know. Well, let me go through my list here of teams. I think the Ravens are better than the Steelers. No. Um, I think we'll see when they play each other. Uh, that, that's a team I like better. Um yeah, definitely not the Bears. Um, I think really the only teams that can challenge are the Titans, um, the the Chiefs, obviously, and then I, I think that's it. I, I think they're the only legitimately two teams that could argue are like playing the best football right now. Um, the Titans just look really hard to beat. Uh, that that offense looks scary. Um, and then obviously Kansas City's tough, but I don't know. I think with Pittsburgh's defense, they, I mean, I, th- I think they could be easily the best team in the AFC. I mean, I think the Bucks are better, obviously. But Well, I I saw the meme. I don't know if it was on Facebook All Sports or on Sports Soup, but it was the one of uh, John, um, Baker Mayfield holding his hands up like a touchdown, and then it like fades into Johnny Manziel. Oh, I I think that's hilarious. It's uh, Baker Mayfield is Johnny Manziel without the cocaine is is a meme I saw. <laughs> and then somebody commented right below it. A friend of mine goes, so you mean a way less fun Johnny Manziel? <laughs> uh, Triple Shot Sports says they are the best team in football. Chiefs might be the only team that's able to hang with them. See, I don't know. Realistically, I think the Bucks can too. I mean, I think the Bucks defense is is – very, very, very good. I mean, we have the number two rush defense, and I think like the number twelve passing defense. Um, we're really good too, so I think we can hang. Um, and then obviously, I think the Chiefs can hang because they can score. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the division over Baltimore, and I was the only one to do that on here. So flex. Well, speaking of Baltimore, they improved to five and one, beating the Eagles thirty to twenty-eight. Uh, another game where Carson Wentz, uh, I mean, drops back 40 times. He has two touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, but I had this debate with our former uh, co-host, Jesse. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before uh, via Facebook because he hates Carson Wentz. I don't know if he hates him, but I just had, I just messaged him today. And he I told him, I said, listen, I said, I understand Carson Wentz is not helping his case with some bad interceptions and bad throws. But I played a little bit of quarterback in high school uh, for the practice team. And then they would put me into the game, you know, play quarterback. Well, the thing is, the practice team gets the shit kicked out of them, you know. So I would drop back and I was getting sacked. And you were allowed to hit the quarterback in high school uh, Mm -hmm. in practice. So I was getting sacked, like physically sacked, uh, you know, 
25 times a practice just because I was the scout team quarterback. So then when they would put me into the game, I take that snap. You start to hear the helmets cracking and you just want to get rid of that ball as fast as possible. You don't even, you're not even looking where you're throwing it. You're just getting rid of it, you know? Um, and so I understand that, you know, what his struggles are. Uh, I think Jesse was saying, no, he goes, I understand that. He goes, I think he should take some of the blame though. And I'm like, I feel like you're trying to put all the blame on him. So. Carson Wentz in his last three games has a quarterback rating over 80 and two out of three of them. And in the, the, other one, it was 75 or 76. He's played exceptionally well in his last three games. Uh, you take away his two-game kind of slump, and, I mean, he's rated in the top ten in quarterback rating. Um, uh, he is playing right now because – what's up? Oh, you, well, you're frozen out again. But uh, Carson Wentz is now because Miles Sanders is out and Zach Ertz are out. They start, there were two starters now. It's Jason Kelsey – and Carson Wentz are the only two starters they have left from when they started the season. And that's all they have. They're literally playing football with a backup football team. It's, it's, it's insane to kind of expect him to be putting up these gaudy, crazy numbers. Um, oh, hey. hey. He's, it's insane for them to think he can put up these gaudy, crazy numbers when he's got 10 backups on the field or nine backups on the field. It's wild. It's him and, Jay, and Jason Kelsey are the only two starters. Um, yeah, Wentz looks better the last two weeks. He just has no help. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he doesn't. It's. I mean, you don't want to make excuses for a guy because, yes, he isn't playing his best football. But he's not playing his best football because he's playing NFL football with a backup football team against a starting football team. That's really hard to do. I mean, nine guys on the offense are out. That's insane to think about. Like, that never happens. Well, speaking of backup football teams, I have the Giants and the Washington football team uh, played each other this past weekend. Both of them are now one in five, and uh, just 2019 ugly, ugly game. Really, nothing here to to speak of. Uh, now Chase Young only one tackle. What's going on with him this season? Like I thought he was supposed to like tear it up. He was hurt. He's been hurt. Uh, you know, he's been playing sporadically. The injury is just kind of affecting him at this point. Uh, I think he came back too quickly and and things like that. Um, uh. The, the Washington, you know, put up a good fight. They scored with, I think, 30 seconds left, went for two instead of going for the tie, and that's why they lost the game. But, you know, when you're Washington, honestly, I think they're trying to lose games at this point. So going for two, I think, was a, a strategy to miss it and, and lose. I, like, am dead-ass serious when I say this. Like, uh, uh, I can't Brandon's, be more serious. The NFC East winner is going to be 6-10, and 10. Uh, possibly. Yeah. He very well could. Uh, like, I'm dead serious when I say that the, the coaching staff is like, well, shit, we want to lose this game. Instead of just getting the tie and possibly winning in overtime, let's just go for two and call a shit play and fucking lose the game. Which I don't understand completely because I don't care how bad they decide to coach and play. Nobody's catching the Jets for the first overall pick. <clears throat> I mean – you don't know what could happen. If the Jets win a random game, then Washington's in it, maybe. That's a big if. <laughs> but yes, you're right. Nobody's catching the Jets. Jets. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Like I. I never really say this because I don't think it's like true. But man, Clemson may may like Clemson may beat the the Jets. <laughs> Yeah, I never say that either. Um, and and I usually think that's very laughable because I mean, let's be real, NFL teams would shit on college teams, but well, and I had that discussion way back when the the Lions way back when we're zero and sixteen, uh, and that was a bad Lions team, like this Jets team, just bad. Uh, There's nothing good about them, and people were like, "Well, could Alabama or whoever beat you know?" Uh, and granted, Alabama at that time probably had you know twenty seven guys who went in the NFL draft. Yeah, went guys. on to the pros. You know, yeah. but I said no because I was like Alabama right now has let's say fifteen guys that go in the, that particular draft, so they have fifteen NFL players against fifty-two NFL players. Like they would, mm-hmm. Alabama would actually lose fifty-two to nothing or fifty-two to seven to that Lions team. Exactly, and honestly, the Jets would beat Clemson, I would think, but I don't think it'd be fifty-two to nothing. But I do agree, NFL players. What people don't understand is. And if like the Clemson right now starts two freshmen along their defensive line, those guys would get ragdolled by professional NFL players. Uh, 
Triple Shot Sports says Clyde Edwards Hilaire just fumbled with five minutes to go in a six point game deep in his own territory. Shit ass. <laughs> Damn, he's got 170 today, too. What a dick. Why'd you have to go and fumble? Yeah. I'll get you benched in New England. I mean, on a on a one twenty three carry hundred seventy day, you're gonna go bench him. Oh yeah, I mean, do you remember uh, Bill Belichick when they had the guy? Uh, what was his name? It was Gray, the running back uh, that had two hundred and eleven yards and four touchdowns, and then the very next week he got benched and like never played again because he he was like five minutes late to practice, and Bill Belichick said, "Go home, don't come back." Uh, well, that's different. Being late is different than fumbling in a. 170 game yard game, but I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can be late to practice, especially when you're not like a star. No, I don't even think when you are a star, at least not in New England. No, I, I understand, but like you know, you're not going to tell your star to go home. You'll punish him, but I agree, you should never be late. Um, I heard a story. It was um, who was it? Uh, Chad Ochocinco talked about going to New England, and he said that his very first day there. He says it was the first day of practice. They called everybody in the film room and Bill Belichick brought up some tape from the previous season against the Jets or whoever and ripped Tom Brady a new asshole for like five minutes. Just laid into Tom Brady. And that's when Ocho Cinco was like, that set the tone for the rest of the season. Like I was like, if he's going to do that to Brady, I better never mess up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I really like Bill and I like that style. Like nobody's bigger than the team. Um, and I think that's a that's a great way to coach. So I love that. Thanks. Um, so let's see. Uh, fumble overturned. And then he says uh, shared. Yep. Oh, Mike, Mike, this is Mike, Mike. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Mike. Hey, uh, what else? You. Kansas City won. Oh, nice. I don't think the game's over, but Kansas City won the challenge. Is I think. Oh yeah. Oh no. Yep. Yeah. Kansas City won. There's still five minutes left. And then Brandon says, about time to show up, I'm guessing, to Mike and Mike. To Mike. Um, yeah. So let's see. We're grabbing the next team with the Falcons. Another bad team. One and five against the one and five Vikings. Uh, now 40 to 23. Another crap game. A higher scoring game than at least, you know, the other crap game. But, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, 370 yards. Kirk Cousins, 343, but he had three picks. He's got, I think, 10 or 11 interceptions on the season. Like, it's like double what the next guy has. No, Carson Wentz is up there, too, but it. Uh, Kirk Cousins just took over Carson Wentz um, uh, for the uh, for the lead. Uh, yeah, I mean the Atlanta Falcons are such a weird team, man. They can score with the best of them. Calvin Ridley is a baller. The dudes, I think, I'm pretty sure he's the number one fantasy receiver now. Um, Justin Jefferson had another huge game. These rookie receivers this year are, are doing work, man. We'll talk about it later. Brandon Ayuk scored again for San Francisco. I mean, if you guys listen to the show, you know that's my boy. So, I mean, these rookie receivers are doing work. Well, my boy, only because he's not Dan's boy, is uh, T. Higgins, who also had a very good game uh, this week. So, and he can, that's like his like eighth good game of the season. I think I don't know. <laughs> I mean. We'll see what we define good games. Are you frozen again? Okay. Uh, All right, there you go. Uh, Pat Mahomes on the run is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on the football field. Just makes shit happen. I agree. I mean, uh, he's essentially like right. a, a Aaron Rodgers esque. You know the way he like just moves around and is is always able to make throws. And God, he's just so much fun to watch. I'm so happy I live. To, I'm living in the time that I can watch him play football. Uh, what I love is the the different arm angles, just like a sidearm throw yeah. or a little. It was just so good. And, like and imagine just, trying to explain to like your future son watching Patrick Mahomes play football. Uh, that'd be easier than say. I've always tried to figure out how to explain to a future child. My daughter doesn't give a crap. But if I had a son who was into sports, trying to explain Bo Jackson running the football. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it just, I don't, I don't know. I, I, and the only way I can explain it is, is like, you know, trying to think of people like, all right, picture Junior Seau with 4 2 speed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bo Jackson was special. I agree. Just watching him run was something special. See, uh, Triple Shot Sports says, uh, don't you do that? Don't you put him in the same sentence as Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I think uh, he doesn't love Aaron Rodgers. He's know. a Packer. He doesn't? No. Uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, I think, 
probably my third best quarterback of all time. Wow, really? Over over Peyton Manning? That's where it's like close. It's probably Peyton, and he's he's probably fourth. I'll go with him fourth just to be nice. But yeah. he's fourth. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna skip some of these ugly games just because I don't want to talk about them. Um, just at least get... say the score. What was it? Oh, uh, like yeah, the Bears Panthers twenty three sixteen. Yeah, that game was shit. Yeah. Dolphins Lions thirty four sixteen. Dolphins well, Jets Dolph- two got to play. I was gonna say that's the good. I was gonna bring up that game just because Tua got through two two throws, and um, I guess they said the entire team was excited for him. Even Fitzpatrick was like, "Yeah, like yeah." Totally the whole crowd was chanting. It was dope. And then obviously we've all seen the picture now of him full uniform coming back onto the field, facetiming his parents. Um, I mean, that's just a beautiful moment. Um, yeah, like I said, the the Lions thirty four sixteen Jaguars. Bunch of just garbage in that game. Um, actually, no. Uh, DeAndre Swift. What? How about them Jaguars? Yeah, one and five. <laughs> um, but no, uh, DeAndre Swift. Fourteen carries, one hundred and sixteen yards, two touchdowns. So I, I kept asking, like, when are they going to play him? He'd have like two, three carries a game. I'm like, put him in there. I mean, is he really that much worse than whoever you got? You know? I know, right? And and you know, I mean, clearly he's explosive. The guy is just, I mean, he's lightning in a bottle. I mean, that average is insane. That's like nine yards a carry for over 100 yards. It's bonkers. And, and see, where I disagreed with you in your draft analysis, which I love doing because I know so much less than you, is that uh, I thought DeAndre Swift is a um, an every down back. And I know you're saying he's more of a receiving back. To me, James White's a receiving back because he's 185 pounds. You know, DeAndre Swift's built a little bit thicker, so I feel like he can run between the tackles and take more punishment. Uh, I mean, I don't think he can. Uh, you know, receiving back is, I guess, like maybe a bad term, but um, I, I mean, he only had 14 carries, so it's not like they're pounding the rock to him. Uh, I think he's still more of a guy that's still you're only trying to get 20 touches a game to, and, you know, you're designing outside runs. Yeah, I know. That drop pass will haunt him for the rest of his life. Triple shot sports. Uh, triple shot sport, uh, sports. Triple shot sports. sports. Yeah, it's like I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, uh, you know, again, another story. So up here in New Hampshire, you know, uh, we see a lot of Jean Shaheen commercials because she's running really? for a Senate. Oh, I don't know who that is, but okay. Yeah, she's just she's running for Senate, and uh, she's she was the governor here a little while ago, whatever. But she's got this guy sounds just like Peter Griffin in her commercial. <laughs> kind of looks like him a little bit, but it's so funny because because I and I always wait for it whenever the commercial comes on. I'm always I'm like shush shush shush, right, he's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> he's and about he's to like, come on. Uh, Shut up. <laughs> and he, he comes on, and he's just like, a, yeah, she protected our jobs at the shipyard, but Trump wanted to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Every time he comes on, I'm like, every shut up so I can hear this guy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, oh, here's your game. Bucks 38 to 10 over the Packers. I mean, I called this one. You picked it the other way. Um, I think, like I said, it's the defense. Our defense is scary good. I don't know who thinks it isn't. It's good. It's really good. Our corners, I mean, those young guys are good, man. Jamel Davis, Sean Murphy bunting. Antoine Winfield's playing like a defensive rookie of the year right now. We're good, man. We're a good football team. Tom Brady threw for 166 yards, and we won 38-10. Let's go! Now here's a, a one for you. So I, I found the, the how we did last week. Uh, oh. Against the spread last week, I went five and six. You went six and five. Hey yo. Uh, over under, I went two and nine. You went seven and four. <laughs> so Damn, I thought I was better than five. I'll have to remember uh, some of my games. Yeah, see the ones you missed on. You had the Rams. Um, see uh, the Colts. Um, which the Colts won, but, but they didn't cover the spread. Uh, Baltimore, Jacksonville, New England. Yes, we're both frozen. Oh, all right. Um, I don't have the black dial. Sometimes that comes up on mine. Um, while we're frozen. All right. So uh, the only other games. You were frozen. You're a little circled right now. Oh, am I? All right. I can still hear you. Okay, well, uh, so the only other game tonight is the Cowboys and the Cardinals. 
Um, I didn't grab a spread or anything, but I'm taking the Cardinals. I think we talked about it last week anyways. Dallas is minus one. Oof, I'm definitely taking the Cardinals. Yeah, I think we did talk about it already, but uh, yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, Over-under set at 54.5. Take the over. Uh, If you didn't take the over at the start of the week, you missed out, but yeah. Take the over, take the Cardinals. The Stone Cold lock it a century at a week. Uh, uh, Brandon says, neither of you were frozen. I heard the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, well. How do you like them apples? I thought it was frozen on my side. I couldn't see him, and then I was a spinning dot, and then, yeah, no. Hopefully, we will not be in the attic next episode. Um, so those are all the football scores I had. Oh, no, wait, do I have one more? I How about them Clemson Tigers, man? We were talking about Clemson seven. earlier. 73 to 7. Now, do are they just like, I mean, is there any team that can challenge them at this point? Do you think? Now, Alabama looks really good. They put... They put up 28 nothing, I think, on Georgia in the second half. Mac Jones looked really good. Do you think Alabama can hang? I don't think anybody else outside of Alabama has a shot. I think Alabama, we, and let's see what happens with the, uh, the Big State. Ten. Exactly, yeah. Ohio State's the other team. So. Which is fucking bullshit. They've played four or five games. Like Teams are like going down the standings, and Ohio State and Penn State just sit there in the top ten at zero and zero. It makes me so angry. Right. And you know they're going to start off their season just playing like all crap teams. It's yeah, not like all cupcakes. Play. It's horseshit. I mean, they have to play everyone in the Big Ten. That's all they can play. So, yeah, but I mean, I'm wondering if they're going to put Ohio State up against you know Penn State or Michigan right away. Or are they going to put? You have to have an Ohio State Michigan game. Uh, but I'm sure they're going to play all the weaker teams. They want Ohio State in that playoff. I mean, if I'm the Big Ten, oh, yeah, for you sure. know. I, and then we'll see. I guess uh, Justin Fields versus uh, Trevor Lawrence. I like the idea. Um, I, lo- I would I love I- to see that head-to-head matchup. I know that uh, Clemson definitely, as a team, seems incredibly explosive. Um, more so than – I mean, Ohio State's always a defensive-built team, you know, so I don't – I mean, Ohio State – I mean, Clemson just has dudes that – like Travis Etienne and um, Trevor Lawrence – could be playing for NFL teams right now. They'd be starting and they'd be like contributing players on NFL teams. And I think that's what's going to separate. I mean, they're just good. They're just, oh my God. Travis Etienne should not be still playing football. It's wild. Yeah, so Ohio State versus Iowa and Northwestern and Illinois. Yeah, yeah, it's how their season. yeah, so it's like, you know, they'll be the number three team in no time. And then hopefully they just sit there. Hopefully they drop to four and we can see Clemson, Ohio State to start. And then Alabama, Notre Dame. I wouldn't have seen that because then they just lose. And then we get an Alabama-Clemson championship. See, I root for Notre Dame every year. And they start off undefeated and they look good. And then they run into like the ranked team, like the really good teams. And then they look like they get exposed big time. And even that year, they made it to the NCAA championship. They played Alabama for the for the championship. And I was like, oh man, they're eleven and zero. This was the year that Manti Teo had the fake girlfriend, right? And then they played Alabama. Just made them look like a high school team. I mean, that was one of the funnier championships. Yeah, I, that's my issue with Notre Dame. Is is I think we've seen it now. They're playing an ACC schedule, so you you know they're going to have to play some of these better teams. They don't get to play as many cupcakes, I guess. But you, you know, we'll see. They've. If they stay, if they could keep winning, if they let's put it this way, if they went out, they're going to be the number three team in the nation. Uh, Triple Shot Sports says nobody will hang with Clemson, and then Trevor Lawrence will tank in the NFL. Nah, I, I'm going to tell you this: I don't, I don't see any way Trevor Lawrence doesn't succeed. I mean, I, the guy, I get it. The guy's got so much pressure, but he had a ton of pressure coming into Clemson, and he succeeded. And then I just don't see any way he doesn't. See. He's, I mean, he's a flawless prospect. What I do like about him, because I know that I've always been more team, you know, fields. It, what, what I do like about Trevor Lawrence is he just seems so cool. Like he's never, yep. never like angry, slamming a hell. It's always just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yep. I mean, and I think even, when you're seventy three and seven, but yeah, even when you're doing good things, though, I think he's he's pretty even, which I like to see too. I mean, and the big thing I'd love to see is, is have you progressed every year? Like, do you, do you realize what you're bad at and try to get good at it? Um, and, and he does, you know what I mean? And he has, and, and I think that's what's different. 
Uh, put that comment up because I'm going to bash this. Oh yeah, I I, uh, I was going to skip the Notre Dame comment here by Triple Shot Sports because he said Ryan Leaf was a flawless prospect too. And no, he was not. No, um, he wasn't. No, he wasn't even close to a flawless prospect. Just because you're the best prospect in a draft doesn't mean you're going to be a flawless prospect. Uh, Peyton Manning wasn't even a flawless prospect in his draft. Um, I don't see what I don't see how you can see any Ryan Leaf in him. He's a three-year starter who's progressed every year. Ryan Leaf didn't do any of that. He's won championships. He's beat elite teams. He's won at the highest level. Ryan Leaf didn't do any of that. I don't know what you're trying to compare the two as. Um, I really don't. But I mean, neither have the. They don't even have the same kind of playing style in any kind of way. Um, but hey, you know, to each his own. I guess they both had big arms. Um... Yeah, but be. Beyond that, I mean, I mean that uh, Trevor Lawrence is a freak athlete. I mean, he's he's a he's Josh Allen, you know, as an undercover athlete. I think, you know, he can run the ball. He's a big guy. I mean, he's not going to run you over, but he's got the ability to run the football. And I mean, his arm's big. He's got a very accurate arm. I mean, I think his only maybe downfall is his deep ball isn't perfect. Uh, well, you can improve on that. Yeah, I agree. But again, cerebrally. Yeah, it's he's he's just ahead of the game as a cerebral player, and that's where he's miles and miles and miles different from Ryan. Well, and I think you have to remember too that Ryan head, Leaf, he understands it. He's calling audibles in. in. Yeah, I would say if you're going to talk about Ryan Leaf and a, and a comp for him would be the guy I also have kind of crapped on a little bit, which is Joe Burrow, only because Burrow was a one-year wonder. Like the year before, he had two thousand yards passing or twenty-five hundred. Then he explodes for like this yeah. huge season. Ryan Leaf did the yeah. same thing, except I mean I think Joe Burrow is better than Ryan Leaf. No, I do too, and I mean you know Ryan Leaf again. It's it's more about the mental aspect of the guy. Um, you know he wasn't ready mentally. He's you know Jamarcus Russell. He's you know all these other guys. Now yes, it's easier to say in hindsight, but I, I mean I to be fair, you know I was never in a, a Ryan Leaf fan. Now granted, I was I, again I was ninety eight, so I was eleven, but I was still watching football. You know I didn't I didn't like Ryan Leaf as a as a player. I remember that. So I don't know. You know who I was a fan of uh, all through my eleven, twelve. No, actually nineteen ninety five. I was sixteen. Uh, always been a fan of uh, Michael Vick and a big Vick guy. Yeah, I know uh, you love Vick. Yeah, fantastic. Well, we love. won't get into it. But. <laughs> you love Vick. We know he's your most talented quarterback of all time. All time. Yep. This is fucking wild. He ran a four two forty. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, four two nine. Four two nine in the combine. Didn't. Yeah. Nah. Okay. No, he didn't. I'm gonna produce that. Wednesday, I'm producing his forty time. We'll see it. Yeah, four two nine. I mean, I can just do this right now. Michael Vix. 40 times. 433. See, that was like the stopwatch. That you did. Told you. Electric. <laughs> We're talking That's about his official 40 time. 0. 0. 0.044. I mean, I know he didn't run in the four twos. No quarterback has ever ran a four two. No quarterback has ever run in the four threes besides him. Um, Lamar didn't? No, that's right. He got a 4-4. Four, four. That's true. Yeah, he got a 4-4. Four, four. I mean, yeah, Vic, good for him. Yeah. He also it, it didn't do him very much. Well, he's the first quarterback ever to run for 1,000 yards in a season. Sweet. How many games did he win? Uh, that year, I don't know, 9-7. Uh, did he win a Super Bowl or an MVP ever or have, an, have a completion percentage over 60? Or was he just a really good running back? No, he had a cannon for an arm. Best arm of all time. No. So now his arm's better than Dan Marino's? Yes. And Elways. And Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and Kyler Murray's and Patrick Mahomes and Michael Vick is your best arm. Folks, this is where we're at here. This is what we have nothing to talk about. We just get outlandish ridiculous shit. <laughs> it is the show. I feel about Michael Vick every episode with you, uh, but we'll <laughs> say thanks to everybody for commenting, particularly Triple Shot Sports, Mike and Mike in the Man Hour, uh, Ben Grant. Thanks for tuning in, man. I appreciate it um, and commenting. Uh, we do uh, appreciate. It. Oh wait, 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 what do we got here? Uh, Vick could throw a ball end zone to end zone. Yeah, of course he could. He probably so with can his Josh Allen. right hand. 
Shit, Odell yeah, Beckham really can throw all 80 yards. Well, Michael Vick can throw it 200 yards. So. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, again, thanks everybody for tuning in. Where the in. fuck is Kenny? Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah where is Kenny? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, what's going on, man? Who won this argument? It's over. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> it's over, ladies and gentlemen.